Cool, and we are back. So, uh, welcome everybody. This is episode twenty of uh, of our newborn hustlers show, a live cast every Wednesday. And today is a very special episode, and for me, it's actually a quite a personal one as well because uh, I'm interviewing someone I know, someone I see. Uh, I go to her gym every single day, walking away feeling very happy. Um, so, without further ado. Um, today we have our guest session again, and we're interviewing Min, owner of um, Fitness Theory, um, my gym. Very exciting. So um, to start off, Min, obviously we've got lots of questions for you and for you to share your experience, etc. Um, but um, yeah, would you like to just tell people very briefly um, who you are, um, what you do before we jump into the questions? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, thank you for having me. Um, so as Zane said, I'm um, currently an owner of a gym in um, Epsom in Surrey um, and I have a bit about me. So I'm a qualified accountant. I've worked in the corporate world for um, almost 20 years before I left. Um, I worked in the tech industry um, mainly and just worked my way up basically really enjoyed my experience, um, loved many aspects of working in tech, in finance and in like the corporate world. Um, and then my, I guess um, I went through some personal transitions in terms of uh, stress, having really demanding job, trying to have some balance. Um, I was, and also kind of feeling a bit lost um, probably in my 30s, thinking, oh, I'm not sure if I'm really waking up every day quite excited for work anymore. Um, but I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I always knew I'd end up working for myself, but I kind of was hoping that one day some, um, you know, business idea would just come to me. I wake up in the morning and it's right there and it's all ready to go and I just switch. Um, and that didn't happen. And I don't know many people that does happen with. Um, and as I was exploring how to deal with stress and the demands of everyday life um, and juggling like social lives and family life as well as uh, jobs and things, um, I started to really look into well-being from a personal aspect. So mental well-being. Um, and then through that, I, I realized I wasn't looking after myself. I wasn't what managing. I wasn't doing the basics. I wasn't watching what I was eating, how I was moving. Um, how I was sleeping and what my mindset was doing um, and I'd kind of just been on this treadmill my entire life of just looking for the next promotion and buy the next car and have the next house and um, have the right social circle and go to the right restaurants and those kind of things um, and basically I, I fell off the treadmill and thought I don't know if I want to get back on it uh, um, and then Coincidentally, at the same time, I um, am an investor. Um, and so I had made a, an investment to be a silent partner within a business. Um, and the business that was chosen was a gym. I was not a gym goer. Um, in fact, I was incredibly unhealthy. Um, so while I was looking at my own health and well-being, kind of parallel to that was an investment of a health and well-being business. And so the two just came together. I started to train at this gym that I owned um, or I was a part owner of. And I started to see how all these skills that I'd built up in the corporate world 
Um, and the things I enjoyed about being in the corporate world could be applied on a gym floor um, from a mindset, from a progress, from a transformation, um, just making people become better, like elevating everyone. Um, and so I decided that it's kind of what I want to do. And then it didn't happen all of a sudden, kind of happened over a period of time that I spent more of my time and energy was going into the gym. And then one day, yep, this is what I'm doing. Um, and I took an enormous risk, left this very secure um, and comfortable and cushy uh, career behind and just started to run uh, fitness theory um, on a full-time basis with these big dreams of what I'd like to achieve. Um, and here I am. Okay, the, the, that's uh, that's really amazing uh, story. Actually, uh, with with your story, you uh, ticked uh, quite of our uh, <laughs> problems, you know uh, questions that we prepared for you today. Uh, so um, probably my question for you would be: Can you develop a bit further? Uh, okay, you you wanted some business idea, but but then. Uh, why it was a gym, not, for example, I don't know, um, let's say even even something related to business, let's say a drop shipping company with mm -hmm. I don't, uh, leggings for yeah. sports leggings or exercise bands or something like that. Why gym with, with such yeah. uh, initial investment, let's be honest? Yeah, so um, the decision to have a gym wasn't, with the view that I would actually run the gym, manage the gym, um, it was it was a hands-off investment. And so that decision was a, a very accounting finance decision that was made, right? Um, it was almost separate to me doing something and running my own business. I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. I just knew that... Um, at a certain point, I just wanted to be my own boss. Um, but the two kind of just coincidentally came together. And I, so I always call myself like a bit of an accidental gym owner. Um, I hadn't dreamed of owning a gym. I hadn't trained in gyms myself. I don't have like a personal training qualification or a sports degree or anything like that. Um, but I think that's what almost it, it was a real journey because I was training on my own gym floor as if I was a member without being really involved in the operational aspects of it. And what I started to realize is, as someone that trains on this gym floor, I can see the absolute power we have to make a difference to people. And I kind of kept going back to what is it I want to do? Well, I want to make a positive difference to people. And I own a business that has uh, the opportunity to do that. So let's do it. And I kind of fell in love with the business almost after I made those really big risky decisions. So it 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 was almost like I had no choice. Like I had to then say, right, I've got all these skills, all this expertise in business and finance. What if I injected all of that time and knowledge into this business that actually has the power to make people live well? Um, and it's a, a really ethical business in my mind in the sense that uh, the people that are members of my gym will gain far more than I will any time because they'll gain good health 
um, so I, I just fell in love with it almost afterwards. So it was never a choice. Um, so it's probably quite a unique way of like making a decision, I guess. Mm, cool. That was, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, like the good things. Obviously, I just showed like in the beginning some uh, um, image of how the gym looks like, as you can see. It's state of the art, state of the art gym. It's amazing. I go there every day, and I was like, "Oh, feels so nice to speak to people, etc." It's very cool. Um, but there's always another side of it, right? Like there are the things that people don't see, um, etc. So, what are some of like the biggest challenges that you have? And what's interesting was that you also transitioned from, you know, I think let's just say a corporate work, a corporate job, to yeah. an entrepreneurial journey. And I think a lot of people have a desire wanting to do that um so what were some of the challenges in whether it's a transition or just starting or doing your own business becoming a business owner in general um it's enormously challenging it's completely different to what i expected and um i've been uh, raised in a family of business owners um my brothers are business owners um, all my family and friends when I was growing up owned small businesses. So I was really exposed to the trials and tribulations of it. And the one thing I was really aware of is you get no time off. Um, there's no annual leave. There's no um, cushioning or, or comfort or anything like that. So I, I think that I walked into it kind of aware that um, – my life will transform in terms of time, in terms of capacity. Uh, um, so, but it was, it's still incredibly challenging because you don't ever switch off. So you don't log out at the end of the day like I did. Even though I was working 10, 12 hours a day in the corporate world, I had a, a very senior job. I had a global team to manage. There was an aspect of it that I just knew I would get my monthly salary. I just knew that I would log out. I knew I had annual leave. Um, and actually the burden of that business wasn't all hundred percent on my shoulders. This is like, you wake up every day knowing that you are the, the boss, you're the employer, you're the decision maker. And I'm surrounded by an awesome team um, in terms of my business partners, in terms of the, the team that work there. Um, and we work together and, um, collaboratively. And it, so it isn't just, one person. I know a lot of people who, um, you know, make that shift and transition, um, go from being part of the corporate world with lots of colleagues to working solo. Um, so I'm really lucky that I don't work solo. I have um, amazingly knowledgeable people around me every day, the PTs, the management, like it's just amazing. So constantly learning, constantly being adaptable, and just being ready for the unexpected um, is kind of a way of life now. Uh, um, so it, it's, yeah, it's massively challenging, but I enjoy, I don't enjoy all the everyday challenges, right? So um, that some of the things that we have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, if you just look at them isolated, they're quite boring things. They're not necessarily intellectually stimulating. It's not fun. Uh, um, but when you take a step back at the end of each day of what am I trying to achieve here? Uh, what am I doing it for? Um, and it is that I want to run a business um, and I want us as a team to help people um, see well-being and health in a different way. So you kind of always have to go back to your purpose, 
and what difference you're trying to make to other people. Mm. So all these challenges, like the non-interesting stuff or maybe the interesting stuff, do you, what do you do to address them or overcome them? Are there habits you put in place, principles you put in place, or any sort of like rules you put in place to make sure that when they do hit you, you don't go, oh, this is so tough. You're just like, okay, I just face it. What sort of reframe or practices do you put in place? So some of it is just time and experience, which I don't have. I'm a, um, a new business owner. So, you know, um, so a, a really easy example is that uh, the building of the gym, every time it rains, there's always a little leak somewhere. So you know it's going to rain. You see the forecast. You know there's going to be water somewhere in that building. But you're walking in and you're still frustrated when it happens. So you know it's coming, but you're like, oh, God, I have to deal with another leak. And that's exactly what's happened this week. Um, so I always think you wake up every day and you walk, I walk into the building or I switch on for the day knowing that there's going to be something that I'll have to deal with that isn't part of my day. So I've built in adaptability. Um, you have to learn to just roll with the punches. Uh, do I have habits or stuff? So I have a couple of like rules, but I also feel that I have to be flexible and adaptable. Um, things like I don't check emails until like a bit later in the morning. I don't go on to like the social media of the gym or anything like that until much later in the day. So I get in, I kind of, you know, you might be familiar with eat the frog. So I have like this one task um, that I might do in the morning before I go in or um, once I'm in and it won't necessarily be big. It might be one of those little annoying things that like I need to place orders for things on the site or things like that or make a few phone calls. So there's a few things that I do like just to kind of have a start to the day. But I also put me first. So, you know, I, I try not to have that hustler attitude seven days a week. Um, I try to take a step back, give myself time to see the big picture, get creative, because the business is only successful if it grows, if it adapts. And that doesn't work if you're constantly in the, the operational aspect of it, if you're constantly just in all the detail. So giving your space time, uh, giving yourself space and time to just breathe, see the big picture is when like you'll get the great ideas of how you evolve, what that next big step is. Yeah, and uh, I just wanted to to develop on the on the on your thought here. Uh, so I just had this this problem recently that I was feeling that uh, you know I'm I'm a bit stuck with my business and and I just did what you said like I I took a day off just to uh, just to you know take a piece of paper write some things down think them through and and see the next next steps for me so uh, it gave me like a fuel for for action. Uh, so, so yeah, definitely good strategy for everyone. If if you feel like you're stuck in a in one place, then uh, definitely just just take a break, uh, think things through, and and then uh, go back to action. Um, I just wanted to ask you something different, uh, some some different question, because uh, you mentioned that that your your family and probably yourself you you come from France, right? Uh, that's where you spent your childhood, I, I, I guess, right? Uh, no, here in in the UK. Ah, 
plenty. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I just wanted to ask about uh, about your business because uh, Zane mentioned to me that that your gym is is kind of or oh, it it is pre- premium, right? Mm. So was it determined by the fact that it's in Epsom, quite posh area, or mm. if it was in let's say Luton? Yeah. It's it's a bit you know worse town than than Epsom. Would it be still premium, or would it be something different? And would you adjust your business model to to the market out there? Um. <clears throat> so that's a really good question. Um. I think that if I go back to what is it I'm trying to do, I'm trying to make people understand that their health is an investment. Um, to understand that it's a personal journey. So if I have, uh, a, you know, there's lots of different types of gyms out there and I think you have to look for the one that's for you. But I had to create a gym that I can relate to in order for it to be successful. So it's almost like I was the typical demographic. Um, so... The, the premium nature of it, the high end, the boutiquiness of it, in a way, because it was an investment decision, there wasn't much emotion when I was making and when we as a team were making lots of decisions of like what the equipment is, what the layout is. And because I didn't have um, a gym industry background and I didn't have um, a fitness background, actually, I was just looking at it from a consumer perspective, but I surrounded myself with brilliant people who knew the industry. Um, so that helped. But I think that for me, the, the premise is that it's to create a, a well-being environment that helps people as a community to grow. Um, it helps. It isn't just a, a slick gym floor with really cool equipment, which it does have, but actually it's about all the people that are in there from you know the team, the instructors, um, the management, as well as of course the members. There, um, we all know each other, and I wanted something personal. And the reason why I wanted that is because when I struggled with my house, I wanted to feel comfortable enough to like not feel self conscious when I push myself on a gym floor or in a class. So I think I always, when I think about um, the the business side of it and then what changes we'll make in the future I go back to who's the person that we're trying to like encourage to start looking after themselves or um, who what is our community made of like what type of people and then what do we need to create to to build that community and 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 have like that kind of really positive attitude so when you walk into the gym as an example Um, you see, I am strong, I am positive, I am fearless. And that's kind of what we stand for. So we're trying to get into people's heads before they even start moving um, and give them that kind of like little boost, encouragement of you've got this, you can do it um, and make people like happy before they've even started working out. Um, And that's just a personal thing based on what I've been through of how I've gone from being unhealthy, unhappy, to like now on a journey of working out how to look after myself. Cool. I'm going to go a bit off script as well, following uh, what you just answered. Um, so 
clearly the way that you operate is is driven by an intention. There is a why and behind it. And actually, when Dan and I started our very first episode, it was talking about starting with why. Um, and we created this because um, we want to like help people who wanted to start their own business or just in the very beginning stage of that journey to just help them to clarify things, get some clarity, etc. So if there are people, if there's someone who comes to you and say, oh, I can see that you know your why, but I really don't know what mine is. What would you suggest that I do to find my why? How would you answer that or how would you advise? They, yeah, that's a really good question, Zane. Um, I, I think that everybody really knows what kind of like sets them on fire, you know. So I would say to people, look at your days and actually write down what you're doing in your day, like to like a lot of detail, uh, going into meetings, meeting friends, exercising, reading, um, write it all down and then kind of go back at the end of each day and almost put smiley faces next to the things that kind of thought, oh, I loved that. I absolutely loved running that meeting. I loved doing that presentation. Um, I didn't like being in that big crowd. I loved reading alone. So what you start to see is your patterns as an individual, the things you enjoy. And then you start to say, okay, so what if I was doing more of those things, the things that really light me up? Um, And then you start to mess about with your day. So if, for example, you found that every time you were working solo, whether it's training, meditating, reading, uh, doing it like a, a task at work on your own, and you were really enjoying that, do more of that. And then over time, you'll start to see the things that kind of get you going, the, the things that excite you. Um, I also think that a lot of it is just down to like, opportunities that come up and learning to just say yes and take chances um because i think that if you're doing things every day um that you, you make you happy um and you're intentionally working your day in a way that you spend more time doing things that make you feel fulfilled at a task level then the opportunities do start to come up you'll start to talk to the right people um you don't need to know the answer you know, I, I didn't get that what my why is until in my 30s, late 30s. So and even then that evolves and changes all the time. But what I was doing was in the corporate world is progressing in a way where I kept doing the things I really loved. So I loved doing presentations and training. I loved leading large teams and creating people um, like it, creating these big teams from scratch um, so actually, uh, what that was telling me is what I really liked was growth and progress and development. And then hang on now, a few years down the line, I have a gym floor, which is all about that. But I wouldn't have known that five or six years ago, because I was just pursuing the daily challenges. Wonderful. And, uh, so, so I just want to add something to what you just said like uh, definitely before you you start being an entrepreneur it's it's good to learn how to say yes to things and trying new things so that you find your way but then when you become an entrepreneur after some time after a certain point you need to learn how to say no because if you <laughs> like yes 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 then you will run out of your of your time in your in your daily schedule because you will have just loads of things um, on your on your plate, 
but but my question to you is um what was the hooray moment of of your entrepreneurial journey so far what was the happiest or the most exciting moment of your journey so far oh wow <laughs> that's a tough question dan um <coughs> i think that um i have quite a lot of those moments um the one that's really sticking out to my mind was um uh we had uh last month i think or um we had like our first live dj event at the the gym um and we had this really lovely dj in the team had worked so hard to organize everything everyone came in and there was this one moment where i just looked over on the gym floor and i saw the team like the um all just standing there talking and laughing and um it was the first time after quite an intense few months that i just thought wow we we are actually like a family you know there was loads of people training on the gym floor they were really happy um it was just this lovely energy um and the team who worked so hard were all just together um having a conversation with each other and and having a good laugh and for me it it was just this moment where i thought this is why i'm doing it is to create um this family this community of people who are all just getting along being really happy and and working hard so it's it's those little moments i think like i don't think you know some we set targets for like members or revenue and and all of those things are good and obviously being a finance person myself you know i forecast things and i have spreadsheets for stuff and whatever and those are really good tangible targets but in terms of like your hooray moments for me it's always linked back to my intention and purpose so when i see evidence of like this is what i'm trying to create and then here's the proof like i can see it all happening it kind of nudges me along keep going keep going like you're getting there real uh so what is the lesson then that you have learned from running a business that can also be applied in your personal life oh um really easy i think you you have to not try to like be so controlled and structured in business and in your personal life you have to you know i've said it before roll with the punches you have to always go back to yourself and look after you uh, um and i think there's like misconceptions of um what it is to run a own business or that you can't you have to work 12 hours a day you have to follow these rules you have to do it this way you have to do it that way um and i just think you do it your way and you get to do it in the balance that you want so if you want to switch off every day at 7:00 then you completely have the power to create a business that allows you to do that um so it's just understanding that absolute personal power you have um in both aspects of your life your business and your personal life um but the other thing is that the hardest part is not the tangible tasks it's not the physical thing the hardest bit is your mindset every single day it's it's having an entrepreneurial mindset to always want to learn always do things with humility um and just push to grow and take the absolute knowledge that sits around you every day and just learn from it encourage it 
have those great conversations, take the challenges that come at you. Um, but that's how you should be running your personal life anyway. You should always want to grow and be better. That's how you should be running your house. Like you should always want to progress and be a little bit better in your house. Um, and then that's what business is as well. It's it's all about your mindset. All right, great. Uh, I think during the whole interview, you gave us uh, uh, loads of uh, valuable insights. Um, I believe that that those insights will be valuable for us, but also for for our audience tonight, uh, and also in the future because probably some people will be rewatching it on YouTube. But uh, one thing that I wanted to ask you <clears throat> uh, for for the, for the, to like. To put the cherry on top of this <laughs> of this episode, um, would you like to give one piece of advice to uh, early entrepreneurs, wannabe entrepreneurs, like something you know? Um, it doesn't have to be very unique, but uh, I believe it should be something that can be applied to to any business to that any entrepreneur can apply it to, to their uh, journey, to their growth? Um, sure. So something that I have a, a, a coach that I work with and probably the, the best thing I've got from that is um, know where your decisions are coming from. Um, and when I say that, I mean make decisions from like quite a positive mindset, um, not desperation and not fear. So it can't be, I'm going to um, take this deal that's on the table because I'm, I'm really scared of losing security. I'm really scared that I might not make it. So have like absolute faith in your ability and then say, you know, say to yourself, if this is absolutely successful, if this is always going to work out, what's the best decision to make today? So do it with complete fearlessness. Um, and then stick to your guns because you'll get these doubts constantly. Are you sure? Do you really want to do that? That's a big risk. Um, but follow your gut instinct because if you've made the decision from like a place of like positive intention rather than like fear and desperation and worrying about what if it goes wrong, um, then you're always going to have that worry. But you have to learn to like ignore the worry and stress to a certain extent. I mean, it, it, it you have to like pay a little attention to it, but not too much, like just keep focused on that positive outcome. Um, because the people have brilliant ideas out there. And people are really smart. Um, the ones that actually make uh, run their own business and take the risk, and this is like the beginning of where I am, are the ones that just keep going back to I know it's terrifying. I know this is a big risk. But I really believe that I can do this. And I really believe this is the right thing for what I'm trying to achieve. And then you just keep going and you kind of put the fear to one side saying, I'll deal with you later. Let's just keep going. Um, and I think anyone that wants to do it has to be prepared for the fact that you'll never wake up and think I'm not scared. This is absolutely the right thing to do. Just you, you won't get any 100% guarantee for it. Uh, um, so that would be my advice. Yeah. May I ask uh, one last question? Sure thing. Um, uh, so I have to, I have to think about how I put this. Um, so uh, 
I think in the entrepreneurial world, they're more nowadays, but I think if, you know, I have my impression is that everyone thinks that entrepreneur is still like a very masculine, um, merely world. Um, and I personally, you know, I, I think I personally see a lot of strength in a lot of women, um, you know, someone like you. Um, and when you hear lots and lots of stories where women really make a blast in the entrepreneurial world, they make a world for themselves. They created something absolutely amazing. There's just some energy that's very different inside of them that they can create something so amazing that actually changes the world that, you know, I think actually men can struggle because it's just, there's a different nature. The energy they carry is very different. Um, so I just wonder if there is a, a female, let's put it that way, um, who comes to you to say, oh, you know, there's so many men around me. I don't feel like the confidence or they, you know, they sort of like, I don't know, make fun of her or whatever. Um, coming from that place, if you were to speak to someone who comes from, I'm really trying not to sound sexist, but I hope you get where I'm coming from. It's, uh, it's like, how, how, what would you say to her to yeah. make her know that it doesn't matter what your gender is. You yeah. have that amazing energy inside you and you can spread it out and you need to embrace that part of you. Um, you know, just yeah. how, what would you say to her? So um, it's a really good question. And I work in a very male-dominated industry. Um, gyms aren't owned by women. And I tick a lot of minority boxes. Uh, um, so, it, and I think I really went through that, not just because of gender, but because I don't look the part, because I don't have the PT qualification, because I haven't been in the health industry. There are so many reasons why people could point to me and say, you don't deserve to be here, right? Uh, um, so uh, I think everyone faces that, um, but particularly being a woman, it is very challenging, even in the corporate world. Um, but I think that it's, I don't think I would say to someone, gender doesn't matter. I would actually say it really does. You've got to own it you will do things differently. Um, and actually, that's evident in, in fitness theory, that there is a, a woman that is making many of the decisions in that building, because I do think things through in a different way. Um, I add maybe a softness to it. Maybe I add some kind of compassion to it, but I also add business and logic. And I think it's just understanding your uniqueness, but having like you've just got to own what you are, um, whatever that is. Because like you say, entrepreneurs are put in a bit of a box, um, just like people who are accountants and lawyers and doctors. We're all put in boxes of the way we should be, the way we should behave, um, and the, the way, the skills we should possess and the structure we follow. And I'm one of those people that just says, I'm not obeying any rules. I'm just going to look at the outcome and then figure out how I, with my skills, with my gender, with the color of my skin, with everything that I am, how do I get myself there? But not see it as a disadvantage. See it as, a, as actually it just gives me perspective, a unique perspective in an industry that really desperately needs a unique perspective um, because it's just become um, very much dominated in the same way. So all gyms pretty much operate in the same way in the UK. Um, and there are some amazingly 
brilliant independent gyms now, boutique gyms that are come from people like me who've seen that it's time for change. So let's do it. Um, but I, I think that there is there shouldn't be your gender doesn't matter or this doesn't matter. You we it actually does matter. So own it and then embrace the uniqueness and then just go. Brilliant. That's really cool. Dan, any final questions from you? Um, actually, no, I just I just wanted to thank you for this amazing interview. Um, actually, it was amazing to, uh, to, to celebrate our 20th episode uh, with, uh, with female guest entrepreneur. Uh, actually, during one of the first episodes that we had, I said that um, I would love to see more and more female entrepreneurs out there. Uh, I think that all industries will will uh, benefit from that. Uh, actually, some some uh, you know um, the thing is that right now I believe I I work in quite I run my business in quite. Uh, maybe balanced or maybe slightly feminine uh, industry i would say i uh, when i i i'm i don't have any statistics but that's the feeling that yeah. i get that there are more uh, female entrepreneurs out there than than male entrepreneurs um and you know my previous work experience so working at the car company very male dominated industry um i've I feel like when 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 it's balanced, it's it's just better. Like mm-hmm. I always, when I also worked in groups of people, I always felt felt better when the when the ger- when the gender was in uh, was in balance than uh, you know off balance uh, in any ways. I think you know as you said, uh, gender matters, and I believe that there are certain great qualities that that both gender uh, both genders have and they should like match and uh, you know counterbalance each other to to you know to to create this yin and yang you know this yeah yeah fully agree thank you so much Cool. Uh, so to finish off, Min, uh, thank you so much for uh, for being here. And uh, obviously, if people are watching, you're from the UK. If you're in Surrey, definitely, definitely, definitely check uh, Fitness Theory out on Instagram and Facebook. As you can see, they've got an, I think this way, yeah, they've got an amazing um, facilities. People are really lovely. You know, I can I can say uh, I can say that because um, I'm part of the lovely people over there. <laughs> Um, so definitely check them out um, and they're doing some amazing deals as well so check their website speak to them on Instagram they're a lovely bunch of people and for people who are watching uh, obviously we do this every Wednesday we try to do something to bring you some values it's all free as well there's no you know selling this that there's nothing and just follow us on Instagram um, drop us a DM speak to us if you need anything um if you need help with anything, you know, starting a business, we can have a discussion, etc. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, just hit a subscribe and a like. It just helps to put the content out there for more people to see if you've got some value. Um, that's it, I think. Dan, anything from you? Uh, I'm, I'm a, I just wanted to say, to say that I'm a bit sad that, uh, that Euro 2020 is oh. over. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Now, now I have more time to to work on my business. So. <laughs> yeah, but you can watch Olympics afterwards. <laughs> I, I'm not that into Olympics, to be honest. No. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, and then we will see you next week. Yeah, next week. Bye. Have a good Indeed. night. Bye. Bye.